Hi, and we are back with episode eight of the Square State Sandlot. Uh, I'm here with Billy, no Kyle today. He might jump in later. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we got a little fantasy football talk. Uh, the football season's just right around the corner, so most people are going to be uh, doing their drafts either this week or next week. So big time uh, discussion, I guess, for right now. A uh, little football talk on top of that. Uh, talk a little bit about Rachel Mit- uh, Rachel Nichols and what's happening around her. Uh, uh, trade in the NBA. Uh, Pac-12 news, Big Ten news. And Chris Bassett. We'll hear from Billy about him. Uh, but just wanted to see. I don't know if anybody else wants to jump in on discussions about uh, fantasy football just call in let us know how your lineup ended out we could talk about that what we might grade your team as pretty good at that i don't know (laughs) anyway uh we just had our little uh nfl draft we like to talk about that um billy's not so high on his drafts this year yeah just well what kind of grade would you give it give it a grade i'd say it's a solid c which does not leave me feeling very well about my team um obviously there's some things that can shake out before the the season usually we like to do it like after all the preseason games are concluded but with things going on in my life, I don't think that I'll be able to draft next weekend. So we, we had it this upcoming, or we had it just yesterday. Um, John was a real trooper, woke up at 4 a.m. <laughs> London time and uh, got his draft done with us. Um, yeah, my team, I, I was the first overall pick, which everyone in the league, you know, oh, commissioner goes first, that's not fishy at all, you know, gave me that BS, but... The whole time, I'm just thinking, <laughs> like, it, it randomizes the draft order uh, an hour before. So I had a, a whole hour where I knew I was the first overall pick. And the whole time, I was just like, this is the worst. This is the worst. I still don't know who I'm going to pick. And I went with the obvious choice, which is Christian McCaffrey. Um, I think he's probably, assuming he doesn't get hurt again. He's probably the easy pick at running back to to get the most points because of what he does in in that offense and being one of two major threats on that entire team. So um, feel good about that pick. And then I got Kyler Murray for my quarterback. He's one of those dual-threat quarterbacks that typically tend to put up a lot of points in fantasy. So like that pick as well. But then, I mean, my top wide receiver, C.D. Lamb, which – I could see him having a big year, which is why I drafted him. But basically, I made my first pick, and then I got Kyler Murray, and then I had to wait 24 picks between Kyler Murray and anyone else. So by the time it got back around to me, there wasn't many options at wide receiver available. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Are you going to run t- through your, your entire roster or just talk about the highlights? Or what are you going to do? Um. No, I, I don't really want to talk about the entire roster. I'd, I'd give mine probably a solid, like, 
B plus to A, because I think I've rounded it out really well. Where you you're talking about your, you know, one to two picks, and then just dropped off a you know a well, barrel right there. That's the nature of going first. Yeah, I mean, me, I probably would have waited to pick a quarterback, but we do have a more top-heavy quarterback league, so it's hard to choose that one. But I think I have a very solid running back wide receiver core. Yeah. So, I mean, my low point, I think, in this whole thing is my quarterbacks at Joe Burrow. That's your starting quarterback? Yeah. Okay. Who's your backup? Well, I wanted Mac Jones. I wanted to sneak him in because I got Justin Fields' backup because I think he'll win the job. Yeah, not right off the bat, but it'll be Not right off the bat. Yeah. And same with Mac Jones. I think he'll win the job eventually. I think he might even start because Cam got himself in some hot water with uh, the COVID testing protocols where he missed five days and Max looked really good in practice. So I I actually grabbed him right before you could, I'm sure. Um, Just took a flyer on him. I already had two good quarterbacks and if things work out well i don't even think i'll play mac jones but maybe i'll be able to trade him for a running back down the line or something like that so yeah i mean if i were you go ahead and try and get rid of mac jones quick because i think he's gonna have a high ceiling but it's gonna be within like especially if he starts the season within the first two to three weeks you can sell him off for high yep because he's got that what 14 more games left yep so yeah i was basically stashing him because i have obviously i said kyla murray my backup is Derek carr which if the raiders are going to win 11 games that's obviously going to have a, a large part to do with him so with, with just those two quarterbacks, I feel like I'm set for the year. Um, even if Kyler Murray gets hurt, I can easily slot Derek Carr in there. Um, I also picked the, the Patriots to do a lot better this year, mostly thanks to their defense. But, yeah, Mac Jones is one of those um, just high-ceiling picks. Obviously, they're not going to hit every year, but, like, uh, Adrian Peterson's first, his rookie year, I took him as one of those high ceiling players and he lit the league on fire so i don't think mac jones is going to do anything like that but if he does you know it's always nice to have those guys on your bench just in case or like i said as a trade piece so yeah what i see from mac jones this last week in practice there's you know what i mean well you cut out so 22 for 24 what he's done in practice this last week, I mean, that's not a normal thing. Right. Going that 22 for 24, I think it was. I mean, that shows a talent. I don't think they were just joking around with him. Yeah. I mean, he was taking first-team snaps. So, I mean, he played some in first-team snaps, some in second-team. So it... I don't know. It's too much of a highlight for him to say that it's a fluke. Right. So, uh, well, and I think I'd like to. 
You think he's going to have yeah. some growing pains for sure. I mean, most rookies do. No, I sure. mean, obviously Peyton Manning, he was the first overall pick back in what is it, 98, something like that. And he uh, definitely had his struggles coming into the league. He had 29 interceptions or something like that crazy in his first in his first season. So you're, you're never going to see – well, I guess I shouldn't say never. You're not going to see it very often where a rookie comes in and just lights the league on fire. So um, I think he's going to play well, um, especially in that uh, scheme where they – I don't want to minimize what Brady did. Um, but a lot of the stuff that they do is to, to minimize turnovers and things like that. So you're not making those deep ball plays every, every time. Um, and I think that's going to lend to bringing him in slowly, so to speak, while still getting him some playing time. So I think he'll be one of those late round steals that I got. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I mean, Marquise Brown, I got him as my fourth wide receiver, um, I feel like that was a, a good value pick um, because he has that high upside with Lamar. Um, so I think that could be a pick that turns out well for me in the long run. Um, Jamar Chase, we were joking about that before we came on air. I saw a meme about him that basically said he doesn't need to get vaccinated. He doesn't need to wear a mask in the in the building because he's not going to catch shit. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. As as that I was telling you about that, you said he dropped another one in the preseason game, so that's fantastic. Yep, I just got the game on right now, and it was hilarious because it was perfect timing. And yeah, he just Burrow had just thrown a pass to him, and it went right through his hands and hit the defender in the helmet. Yeah. So like, not not too thrilled about that, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously he's a rookie as well. He had some high upside. Uh, was he in – he was LSU? Or was he another one of the Alabama kids? LSU. No, LSU, yep, yep. Yeah, he was a highlight yep, reel down in LSU. because it was Joe Burrow and him. Yep, and obviously and that chemistry. And then they just, like, hooked back up. Yep. yep, that chemistry should help them in the long run. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, the, the only reason I really took him, I think there was one probably better option when I picked him. But the way the the buys were going to line up, the the wide receivers I already had, I needed one that didn't have the same buy as them, and and whoever that receiver right above him was, had the same buy as one of my two receivers already. So I just went with him. It was pretty much at least projected. They were pretty close to each other. So we'll see what happens with that one. Not too thrilled about that. I did get Patriots defense, which I think a lot of people are sleeping on. Um, the reason I say that is because they had a bunch of those opt-outs last year, and they're getting those guys back. Plus, they've made some additions on the defensive side. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about the defense pick. I got your kicker in Green Bay, Mason Crosby. I assume he's still kicking. It's a hell of a pick. <laughs> I think I had five, five kickers queued up before him, and everyone – right in front of me took all five of those guys so I was like uh who's left <laughs> I mean he was my very last pick so yeah it really doesn't matter yeah I, I refuse to pick a quarter or a kicker before the last round anyway yeah I can't remember who but there was someone that picked a kicker like in round seven or something with yep. running backs wide receivers on the board I was just like 
Oh boy. Yeah. That was a real bad pick. Even though they got the best kicker in the draft, it made no sense at all. No. And I think that I, I remember that uh, Andrew Barry talking about kickers and taking them in the last uh, round or whatnot. Yeah. He's like, he broke it down because he's like, you know, this Justin Tucker had the best, like most phenomenal season ever for a kicker. And he's like, your like number 60 wide receiver outperformed your kicker. Yep. But then like the number 10th kicker had 30 less points. Yep. 20 less points. Over the so it's like, the entire season. Yeah. Yeah. It was just so minimal that it's like, there is absolutely zero point in taking a kicker before the last round. Yeah. Well, and I can't remember who got Trey Lance, but it looks like, and this is just an observation for preseason, looks like he's going to be good, but Jimmy Garoppolo is playing in the game right now against the Raiders, um, and it looks like they have most of their starters on the field for the for the first quarter at least, so I don't know if that's reading into it saying Garoppolo is going to get the nod. Um, I think that was my feeling the whole the whole off season going into it, even after they took Trey Lance is that Garoppolo would probably get the first couple games. Um, I especially think that because <clears throat> they have two games that they should win and he should be able to put up some points against them. I can't remember who they faced those first two weeks, but I think they're probably going to try to start him the first couple games and get his stats up there, get his value up as high as they can get it. And then pull a trade for whoever. Yeah takes the bait on that so i don't know what teams are still looking for quarterbacks um there's obviously some that could use some but a lot of the teams that are looking for quarterbacks they drafted them as well so yeah it has been weird because gardner Minshew ended up going to philadelphia Mm -hmm. and i didn't see that coming i don't know why that was a move jacksonville wanted to make well, unless they're trying to absolutely, you know, sell the farm this year. I think he didn't want to be there if he wasn't going to start. Uh, he feels right. like he's a starter in this league. So I don't know if I had to guess, it was probably some behind the scenes conversation saying like, OK, like you went with uh, Tre- Trevor Lawrence. That's fine. Like, I get it. He was your first overall pick. But if I'm not going to have a chance here, send me somewhere where I will, please. If if I had to guess, that was probably the conversation that went on behind closed doors. So um, it makes a lot of sense for, for Gardner to get out of there because, I mean, barring injury, it's the Trevor Lawrence show for at least the next two to three years, um, if yeah. not more. So, like, I get it, uh, but the, where he landed, that didn't make too much sense to me because I feel like Jalen Hurts, I mean, he's going to get the nod right, off, right at the start of the season. Um and I don't know how, I mean, I guess maybe Gardner's banking on him not doing well, and that's why he wanted to get shipped there. Maybe it wasn't his choice. I don't know. It just. But they have Joe Flacco there as well. Well, yeah, but so... Joe Flacco hasn't been a good starter in eight years. So, well, and even then, he wasn't that great. He had one good season, and that was their Super Bowl season. Well, I, that's debatable, but <laughs> anyway. What's debatable? Between that he had a great season or that he had a good career. 
Are you saying he did have a good career? I, I'm saying he did have a good career. Okay. Like Agree he was to disagree. A, a good quarterback in Baltimore. I would say he was a decent quarterback with one good year and a great defense that propped him up. But go on. Anyway, uh, with him, Jalen Hurts, and then Gardner Minshew, it doesn't make sense to want to keep three on your roster. Yeah. And if their plan is to trade for Gardner Minshew, I think he got like a sixth or seventh round for Minshew. Yeah, I think it was a sixth. Are they going to cut Flacco? Um, I think what you'll see this year especially with the COVID protocols and all that, I think you're going to see a lot more teams carry a third quarterback. Um, And what they, at least this has been discussed quite a bit throughout some of the teams. Um, They're basically going to keep one kind of in storage where like he's still in the quarterback room, but not physically in the quarterback room that way. I think he told me about this before. Yeah. It's, it's essentially an emergency option. Quarantine. Yeah. (laughs) Just in case strings or some shit. Yeah, just in case something happens where the entire quarterback room gets uh, contact trace and they have to sit out, like what happened to to Denver last year, where they had to start a wide receiver at quarterback because their entire uh, quarterback room came into close contact with someone that had COVID. So, I think, like I said, I think you'll see a lot more teams carry three than than what you've seen in the past, and. Like the Raiders, for example, I think Peterman's going to make the the roster, even though I don't know that he's not a better quarterback than either Mariota or Carr. And Carr's missed, I think, a total of like four games in his entire career. So it's not like you can even count on needing a third quarterback. But because of the protocols they have in place, I think you're going to see Peterman make the the opening roster and probably stick through the entire year. Um, And some of the Raiders stuff too, like Mariota's in talks of possibly being traded. So um, you also have to keep that in mind. You got to have three if you're going to trade one of them. So yeah, it's just interesting. But yeah, I think Flacco will probably stay on the team. He's the third third option in my opinion out of those three quarterbacks, and he will probably be the one that is kind of just there for the the moral support, so to speak, and and staying away from the other guys and trying to, to just be available in, in an emergency, essentially. Huh. It's a new new era, I guess, of yeah. weird COVID relief. But, but, yeah, so Minshew, his trade, I don't, like I said, unless Hurts gets hurt or is god-awful, I don't think Minshew will see the field for them either. But right. it's a, it's definitely a better situation where even if Trevor Lawrence doesn't do well, he's probably just going to play the entire season because they want to see what they have in him. Um, some other news, uh, J.K. Dobbins of the Ravens, they just ran the MRI a few hours ago. They found out he did tear his ACL, so he will miss the entire season. Uh, like you said, Gus Edwards looks like a really good pick for whoever got him right now. Um He's probably going to be their, their cowbell. Although I did hear, actually, I don't know if I want to say this because <laughs> this is a little nugget I have for possibly a waiver pickup. I, I'll spill it. 
So Gurley was there um, back in June, and there's some increased momentum in possibly Gurley signing with Baltimore. So we'll see what happens with that. That that could definitely change some things for Gus Edwards, where you, he goes from probably the featured back into at least a, a split backfield. So could definitely affect his his production um, in fantasy at least. Um, the other injury I wanted to talk about, T.Y. Hilton. They still haven't said what exactly is wrong with him. They've just said he's got an undisclosed injury and he is going to miss multiple weeks. So this will probably become a little more clear once they have to put out the injury reports on week one. But preseason, you don't have to put anything. You can just say you held him out for precautionary reasons. Yeah. You don't even have to say if it's an injury or whatever. Um, so up until week one, we'll just kind of have a, a generic idea that he's got an injury. Don't know to what. Don't know how long. Just multiple weeks. So T.Y. Um, is obviously a, a decent part of that Indianapolis offense. I also saw that they lost, and I'll have to look up his name, they lost their left tackle due to a torn ACL. The Colts did. I missed that. I have to look it up right now. But if there's anything else you wanted to talk about real quick while I'm looking this uh, up. I don't know if it affects anybody really. But uh, one of Green Bay's wide receivers, Devin Funchess, is out for the season. He did something to his ankle, I, I want to say. Okay. In the second preseason game so he is no longer I, I don't know he's i don't think they cut him yet i don't know how that works yeah i think they did cut him i think i remember seeing someone cut funches so yeah um, I, they put him on ir okay so they'll do an injury settlement or whatever yeah um but it it, it really sucks because i was kind of hoping like something would come of devin funches yeah so Colts, obviously they'd already lost their they already lost one offensive lineman. I think it was their center. Center. And then they lost Carson Wentz. Both those guys look well, Carson Wentz looks like he's possibly gonna be ready to go week one or week two. They said he's on the, the shorter side of that five to twelve week recovery they gave uh, in the preseason. Um, but they also lost their rookie quarterback that they drafted. Sam Ellinger, he's going to miss five to six weeks. So if Carson's not ready, they'll be rolling out a third-string quarterback for their uh, starting offense. And then they also lost Sam Tevy. He's the one I was thinking about. He tore his ACL, and he's going to miss the entire year. He was in play for the, that starting left tackle position, which is obviously important. So they've just been hit with tons of injuries in the preseason um, and already T.Y. Hilton was hurt in practice so like you can't even blame the the preseason games for that one that's just unfortunate that the timing right at the beginning of the year but uh, Trey Lance just came in for the second quarter against the Raiders and just ran in a touchdown Jimmy Garoppolo had a quarterback scramble for a touchdown as well so they're up 14 to nothing over my Raiders Granted, Raiders are playing their second team, not playing a single starter, so 
kind of expected when yeah. you have a first team offense going against second team that it's not going to look too exactly. good. Exactly. So. My pappy, I was talking to him this morning, and we were talking about the Green Bay and Buffalo game, and he was like, "Oh, you know, they're looking really rough." I was like, "Well, you can't really toss a ton of stock into that because." Yeah. But yeah, Bills played a lot of their starters. Yeah. Slash, Green Bay played none of theirs. Right. But so, the Bills just freaking destroyed the Bears um, last week, and they played nothing but backups. And Mitchell Trubisky, mm. I bet that was just fun for him, because all those Chicago fans had just hated him for so long, because he didn't expect. He didn't perform like they expected him to, and then he goes out there and kills them like forty-nine to nothing or something like that. It was insane. That's fantastic. But no, I think the Bills are going to be really good, both depth-wise and their starters. So, Josh Allen, yeah, looked fantastic in that first series. He went out there. I think he played about a quarter. Uh, Beasley looked good. Um, I don't think I they played, played. I think he played like two or three series. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was out there the, full, the whole first quarter, which was, yeah, I think two series. I think they scored 13 points right then, and then I think they only scored six more the entire rest of the game. So, obviously, Josh was in there just to to get some stability and, and get those snaps in so they're ready to go yeah. for week one. And they were just throwing him the whole time. Yeah, so. looks like they're not missing a beat. He even missed a couple throws that he normally makes. <laughs> So it probably could have gotten a lot worse than it was. But like you said, there's there's definitely two different strategies in the preseason. And my Raiders take the uh, absolute extreme of playing no starters at the entire preseason. And then there's teams that like to get their, their starters in for the, you know, at least the third game for a series or two. And looks like yeah. the Bills are, are employing that strategy. Looks like they walked away without any injuries, so that's good. Did you guys play any of your starters, really? Maybe some rookies or Um Amari Rogers, I think, was gonna be the main like a I don't wanna say starter because I don't think he's starting. Yeah. But just the a, main player that I really tribute. wanted to watch. Yeah. AJ Dillon. Uh, like not a starter again but a significant contributor that's your running back right backup running back yeah yeah backup but he still only played a, a little bit yeah so i mean i think the raiders actually played quite a bit on the defensive side because they had so many guys that were battling for a roster spot so yeah those first two games they they looked really good on defense because I think a lot of those guys are actually going to possibly even start, but definitely going to make the team. And this game against the, the 49ers, it's it's not looking good, but a lot of the guys that I think won the, the battles, they're not in it. So I think they're just going to limp into the, into the first game of the season and hopefully <laughs> play well against the, the uh, – Ravens, so Peterman, yeah. Peterman show again, which is just exciting. But yeah, um, I think that's all I really had about NFL. Was there anything else that you had? Uh, no, 
I can't think of anything. Okay. So do you want to take a quick break, and then we'll come back with NBA and whatever else we have? All right, let's do that. We'll be back in just a minute. All right, and we are back from our break. So one thing we want to talk about that will affect our boy Larry Nance, he got traded to Portland in a three-team deal. Um, I know there's more pieces to that three-team deal, but the important part to us was Larry Nance going to join Dame up in Portland. Dollar Dame. Which I don't know how everyone else has felt about this trade because like, I don't really pay attention to the NBA in the offseason unless it directly pertains to my team. So I haven't looked at like feedback on the trade or anything like that. But me personally, I feel like this is a, this is going to be one of those trades that on the surface maybe it doesn't make uh, like the splash that Dame's looking for. But I think once he sees Larry Nance on the court and playing next to him, assuming he doesn't get traded before the start of the season, um, I think he's really going to like that addition. Um, Larry Nance is one of those guys that can shoot. Obviously, he's not just he's not someone you're going to throw out on the three-point line and just tell him to hang out up there because he's a mauler under, underneath. He is one of those highlight reels that's constantly slamming the ball down, jumping over guys. So he's, he's really athletic. He's not huge, but he's, he's definitely physical. Uh, like I said, he jumps out of the gym, and he can still shoot. So I think that's, that's something they've been waiting for on that team. Uh, haven't really ever had a – I don't want to say ever. They haven't had a consistent forward that can do what Larry Nance can do. So I'm excited to see him join them, uh, McCollum and, and Dame up there in Portland, and we'll see what they, they can do as the, thing, as the season progresses. But what did you think of this trade? Mostly just happy for Larry Nance. Yes, yeah, get out of Cleveland. He's a Wyoming – yeah, exactly. He's a Wyoming boy, so it's awesome to see him. Like, you know, when he first came out into the league, go to the Lakers and play with Kobe, that. I was like, okay, yeah, not my favorite thing, but happy for him. Yeah, for sure. And then he went to Cleveland, and it was like, oh god. Yeah. But then LeBron showed up, and it was like, okay. Yep. And LeBron left, and then they have sucked yep. miserably. So, seeing him get out of there will be really nice, but. Well, he's going to contender, I, I, so that's a bonus. Exactly. I think it'll be a good fit for him anyway, as long as, like we said, uh, Dame doesn't leave, which, I don't know. Every I, time, I don't see it. Every time Larry gets on a good team, the star leaves. <laughs> yeah. Or retires, or, leaves, yeah. yeah, just disappears, and then he's like, great. I don't know. I mean, he's been fortunate enough to play with these people. That's got to be a highlight for his career. But they do still end up leaving him. Yeah. But so I think so. I think it's going to be a good trade for for all parties involved. Like I said, I I don't pay attention too much to all the other stuff. I know. I think it was the Bulls that got some draft picks and then they shipped someone off to Cleveland in exchange or maybe vice versa. But uh, the important part to us was the Larry, the Larry Nance part. So that's what we wanted to cover. Um, other news we had to talk about. 
the Pac-12, Big Ten, and ACC announced an alliance in college football after Texas and Oklahoma left the Big Ten to join the SEC. So rather than trying to pick up more teams, Big Ten, Pac-12, ACC just said, okay, let's, let's do an alliance where we play against each other, props the leagues up without having to go out and sign another team. Although I have seen uh, BYU mentioned as a possible addition to the Big Ten. Uh, Pac-12 is confirmed they're not going to expand at least this offseason. So uh, a lot of changes coming to college football. Um, honestly, this whole stuff has really turned me off quite a bit to college football. Um, I, I don't know what else to say about it. Like, I basically don't watch college football unless it's Wyoming Cowboys or... Um, I'll watch the Utes on TV just because they usually broadcast them here. Um, and that's kind of a team I grew up following, mostly because I, I was born in Utah and lived here for the first nine years of my life or something like that. So um, you, in Utah, you choose BYU or you choose University of Utah. And I don't like BYU, so... <laughs> Red looked better to me, but so not that I'm a super fan of the Utes, but I will watch them. And outside of that, I don't really care because I feel like at the end of the year, they're just going to pick with the playoffs. Now, you know, you're supposed to get the best four teams and put them in. I feel like at this point, they just pick who they want to pick, even though it's computer analyzed or whatever to, to do the picks. I feel like it's still a selection committee. That's just like, okay, it's going to be Alabama, Ohio state, um, and then whoever else took second in the SEC, and then we'll see if there's another team we want to throw in there. Like, Alabama's always ranked one at the start of the season. Doesn't matter who else improved, whatever. So, I don't know. It's it's just more annoying to me than anything watching college football at this point. So, I don't know. This, this merger alliance stuff doesn't really bother me one way or another because I'm probably not going to tune in except for cowboys and utes so yeah uh, to me it's just like a popularity contest for the most part outside of you know your hit or miss teams every once in a while yeah even if they aren't like a great team and exciting i don't know well, and that's why it never like college football never really attracted me is because it was just yeah you're you know maybe five to ten basic normal teams yep and outside of that it's well that's why i'm watch. hoping this nil stuff will hopefully spread out the the talent um in nca because name image likeness is obviously going to allow some guys to, to capitalize on jersey sales and and whatever else uh, it's also probably going to lead to uh, college football coming back to be on co consoles on the game. Um, so that's actually exciting to me. One part of the, the NIL that's really exciting is that we might get to see the NCAA football make a comeback on, on the consoles. That was one of the best games it's ever made. And still, to this day, NCAA 14 is better than any Madden game that's ever come out. So that's one part that, that gets me excited about it. And then, like I said, hopefully it 
it also helps to spread out the talent because I think a lot of these players were, were getting mon money under the table for doing signatures and whatever else by boosters that were propped up by the team, so to speak. So I think this helps where they can just accept money from anyone as long as they have like a, an agreement or whatever. And it's going to allow some of the players that maybe would have went to the bigger teams because they have boosters that can give them money or, or whatever else. Um, maybe they'll start going to some of the schools that aren't Alabama and, and Oklahoma or whatever. So I don't know. Hopefully it's, it's good changes coming to college football. But one exciting thing that I wanted to mention that um, we talked about a couple episodes ago, Chris Bassett uh, got hit in the face by a line, line drive 100 miles an hour. Um, we'd already talked about that he was he was doing better. No eye, uh, or sorry, no vision loss, no no damage to his eye or his brain, just uh, structural bones on his face. So after I think it was five days, they did surgery on him, uh, facial reconstruction, I guess you could say. I think it was just a couple bones right around his eye that that they did the surgery on, um, and he has since returned to Oakland. And he was back in the dugout for Game 3 of the A's Yankees series. Uh, he did interviews before the game. Looks really good. Obviously, you can tell that he had like a swollen eye. Uh, and you can tell that he's had some surgery because it was a little red around his eye. But outside of that, it looks like Chris Bassett. So that's fantastic news. I'm sure once the swelling goes all the way down from the surgery, he's going to look just like he did before. And he said he doesn't remember anything about it. Uh, he said there was like a, a five, ten minute sequence where he doesn't remember anything. And he said that's great because I don't want to go back out there and remember it um, and struggle with that. So he's <laughs> he's crazy. I talked about this. He's trying to get back out there for before the end of the season. So hopefully we'll have him back for the, the playoff push. The A's have been scuffling a lot lately. I think they lost six in a row. So his addition... Um, and being back in the clubhouse even, I think, had a huge impact on, on the team as they won that third game after losing the first two pretty handily. So hoping that the uh, the addition of him coming back into the, the foray will get the, the team back up and going. So, um, Did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about before we jump off? Uh, I, was, I just heard a rumor actually, that De Green Bay is picking up Des Bryant because of the Devin Funches loss. But I, I haven't seen it. I'm just trying to find it right now. So so not confirmed, I'll, just a rumor? Not confirmed. All right. Just, yeah. But I'll let you guys know next week. I'm sure it'll be okay. up. So. And then one last thing I wanted to do, I wanted to tease a uh, guest we're going to have, which is, I was talking about my years in Utah growing up before I, I moved away. Uh, we're gonna yeah, have I'm pretty one of excited my, about this. Yes. Have one of my good friends coming on um, probably next episode. Uh, he's the son of Todd Christensen, which should be a Hall of Fame tight end for the Raiders. Uh, we talked about this last episode that he deserves to be in. So I reached out to Taryn and asked him if he'd want to come on and, and talk about his dad's Hall of Fame case and, and anything else. And 
I'm sure we'll catch up because although we've kept in touch over the years, we haven't really had a, a full-on conversation in quite some time. So it'll be good to have him on and, and catch back up with him and, and hear about his dad and, and what it was like growing up to to be the son of a an NFL player and, and all that fun stuff. So I'm excited to have him on. Like I said, that'll be probably our, our very next episode that we record on Wednesday. So keep an eye out for that. And then with that being said, I think, I think that's all we have t- for, for today's podcast. So thank you for joining us, John, any, any sign off words? Uh, if anybody gets your fantasy football lineups to us and we can give you a grade, uh, make sure you check out Wednesday's episode to hear from the son of an actual NFL player. I think that's pretty cool. So check it out. All right. Thanks, guys.